0: What's up, guys? Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC 285 this weekend, the return of Jon Jones for the heavyweight championship against Cyril Gone. We have Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grosso for the women's flyweight championship as well. I think there's like 14 fights on the slate. It should be a really, really fun card. I'm expecting a lot of big scores from a DraftKings perspective. As always, I'm going to give you my favorite cash gameplay, tournament play, salary play, and a matchup of the week from a DraftKings perspective. And before I do, make sure you subscribe to the channel, guys, like the video, and why don't you let me know who's going to win the heavyweight championship this week. Uh, there's a lot of love on John Jones, but I've also seen some love on the underdog gone as well, so very curious who you guys have in that matchup. Without further ado, let's get into my cash gameplay of the week, which is going to be Bo Nickel at nine point six k. Yes, I like Nickel in cash games at nine point six k. The reasons are quite obvious, though. You, I mean, you can play Valentina Shevchenko at nine point four k. She's an excellent cash game play as well. It's just I I have to point out the metrics of Nickel here, who is minus seventeen hundred to win in his UFC debut over Jamie Pickett. The fight is minus eight fifty to end inside the distance. Nickel is minus five ninety to win inside the distance minus 210 to win in round one like these are metrics these are like the best metrics that we will ever see in this sport and maybe there's others that have have surpassed it to a degree but like it doesn't really get much better than this and nickel is one of the best collegiate wrestlers of all time and so you have that aggressive wrestling style combined with insane odds to win when inside the distance and win in round one and nickel is just going to break every projection system that exists and from a cash game perspective it's like you know yeah he's expensive 9.6k but he's probably be 10k on this slate i mean i don't think he's had a fight that's even gone a minute and a half he's only i think three and professionally still very inexperienced as an mma pro but he has the wrestling pedigree to potentially be a champion in this middleweight division, and I think this is a pretty easy matchup against Jamie Pickett, which is why he's minus 1,700 to win, but Pickett just isn't that special anywhere, defense takedown 65%, can wrestle a little bit, lands three strikes per minute, absorbs more than four, 47% striking defense, I don't know, I just don't really know where Pickett threatens Nickel unless Nickel decides to stand and trade and like gets randomly knocked out or something like that, but that just... That, do- that doesn't seem very likely. I think Nickel will be able to land takedowns whenever he wants. He has really aggressive ground-and-pound, good submission game, insane odds to win and win early. And I think you need him in cash games. He's obviously the very best tournament play on this slate as well, though he should be very, very popular. It's really tough for these 9.6K fighters to be optimal. And like, even if Nickel goes out there and scores 110 points, that doesn't mean he's going to be optimal on this slate. And if that is his actual score, I'd almost guess that he wouldn't be optimal. So if he's going to project above 50, 60% owned, which maybe he won't be considering Tatiana Suarez was only like 45% last week, then... You can come in underweight and look to play these Shevchenko, Gary, Rockmanov types in tournaments. But overall, I mean, Nickel is as safe as it gets uh, based on his metrics alone. I love his wrestling style and he should put up a very, very strong score. He will be my cash game play of the week at 9.6K. All right, moving on to my tournament play of the week. I, I just want to talk about... Uh Farid Basharat at 9.1k. I really think he's just gonna be completely overlooked in this range, which is why I'm kind of mentioning him as a tournament play. Obviously, Rachmanov is a good tournament option, and you know, Duplessis and, and John Jones, etc. But all these guys are obvious. And I think you know, we're gonna see a ton of ownership on Nickel, Shevchenko, Gary will get some, Rachmanov will get a lot. And then, you know, Duplessis, Gamera, Cody Garbrandt, Jones. So I kind of think there's going to be a dead range in this upper 8K, lower 9K pricing tier. And Basharat doesn't even rate out that well, which is going to contribute to what I would expect to be a pretty low ownership. He is minus 465 to win, but he's only plus 180 to win inside the distance, which is obviously poor compared to a minus 590 inside the distance line. Um, I think this is a bantamweight fight. Um, let me double check that. Yeah, bantamweight fighting Black Blackshear. And I, I just, I really like the pace of Basharat. He'll be making his UFC debut he is coming off a win on the contender series in which he landed 116 significant strikes and three takedowns. And I'm pretty sure I tried to tally this up and he would have scored like 117 DraftKings points in a decision. So it's not necessarily a fighter who is so dependent on an early KO like Gary or Rachmanov will be. There is, a, there is a chance that Basharat can go a hard 15 minutes, mix up takedowns, mix in a high number of strikes, and score very, very well. And he's fighting an opponent in Blackshear who is uh fought to a draw against Yusuf Zalal. And, like, Blackshear's a good submission grappler, but, you know, he gave up one takedown on one attempt to Zalal, gave up five minutes of control to Zalal, and, like, almost got pounded out for a TKO stoppage in the third round. Definitely question his cardio now. And I think... Basharad is just going to fight at a really high pace so that that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to win this fight easily or win this fight inside the distance but if Zalal can go one for one on takedowns I think Basharad's a pretty good wrestler a quality submission grappler he certainly will have potential to mix in takedowns Blackshear's is just not that capable as a range striker either so Basharad is probably the better boxer is going to throw strikes at a high rate and if we see a cardio failure again, like and, and, and Basra's able to, let's say, let's get a third round stoppage, I do think there's upside here. And it's it's mostly, you know, I, I, we talked about Charles Johnson, I think a, a week or two ago, I don't remember anymore, but it doesn't always work out. Sometimes the, these plays just fail, but I, I do think the ownership angle is pretty important where we know where the lightning rods are going to be in Rakmanov, Nickel, et cetera, Duplessis, Gamera, John Jones. I just don't see anyone playing Basharat, and it's it's for good reason, but if you want to be more unique in a large field tournament, such an easy pivot off Rachmanov where, yeah, Rachmanov's more likely to win inside the distance, but Basharat lands strikes and takedowns at a really, really high rate against a somewhat weak opponent who he's very favored you know, to win against. And at a potentially very, very low ownership, I just I think it's an interesting DraftKings option, especially in large field tournaments, if you have a portfolio to play with. You don't need a ton of ownership to be overweight on this guy, but I do think he's someone you should at least consider for the unique factor. All right, moving on to my salary play of the week, I will go with Viviano Viviani Araujo at 7.9K. There's, there's just not a lot of underdogs I like on this slate. A lot of really big favorites. Araujo's only plus... 102 as a dog against Amanda Hibas and I, I think a lot of people like Ribas in this spot as well it should be a competitive fight and I wouldn't be surprised if Ribas won but um, Aru shows a, a decent fighter and she's going to be the best wrestler that Ribas has faced to date like Ribas is having success over you know the Paige Van Zant, Ronda Marcos, Mackenzie Dern <sighs> Verna Jandaroba, like I think Araujo is definitely a step up in terms of a wrestler, both offensively and defensively. She's also going to be bigger and more physical than Rebos at flyweight, and she hits harder, and I still have some concerns about Rebos' durability, getting knocked out by Marina Rodriguez, then getting dropped by Verna Jandaroba. She was knocked out on the regional scene, and it's would be really hard for me to project a knockout from Araujo, but like I do think that is... An outcome in play just especially a, a knockdown it doesn't even have to be a knockout i think some takedowns are in play and, and ultimately she's she, 7.9k she so she saves you some salary she has a decent floor in a win we're not expecting like a 100 points necessarily she also has a better inside the distance line than reboss plus 385 versus plus 450 land strikes at a pretty high rate a capable wrestler um i like the savings here once you get and there's a bunch of fighters in between here, but once you get below like 7.4K, these are just dart throws. So the the bottom tier of pricing is really, really poor this week. Um, So I'm kind of looking for anyone who can win. And I do think Arujo has a very reasonable reasonable path to victory with some sneaky upside, and I like her for the price at 7.9K. And finally, my matchup of the week is going to be Derek Brunson versus Plus C. Plus C is 8.7K, Brunson 7.5K. Plus C is the favorite at minus 225. At Brunson plus 185. The underdog. This fight is minus 195 to end inside the distance. I just, I really like the pace of this matchup and sort of the binary effect with C being a heavy hitter and Brunson just not being durable at all I mean Brunson's been rocked and hurt by so many people knocked out by so many people at this point in his career even like in his last fight he was kind of dominating Jared Cannonier early took him down knocked him down and then was still gassed out to the point of exhaustion in round two and was knocked out and like yeah, maybe Brunson could knock Duplicy out in the first round, but if this fight's playing out on the feet and, and Duplicy's pressuring and throwing bombs, I, I just really think there's a legit chance for Duplicy to win by knockout in this spot. Minus 120 inside the distance. I think he'll be popular given his DraftKings history, but 8.7K is a, a good price to pay, a price I am willing to pay for his knockout upside. The thing is, if Brunson is winning, it's probably going to come from wrestling. He, Like I said, he could win by quick ko as he has done many times in his career but he's had much more success on the ground in recent fights duplessis is a somewhat capable wrestler but we haven't seen him fully tested defensively he was taken down by darren till which is a really bad sign i don't know that i trust Derek brunson at this stage of his career but like he is a good wrestler and he will very likely shoot for takedowns and it's very reasonable to think that he could have success Is he going to win at a high rate? I don't know, but 7.5K is a pretty cheap price to pay for a fighter who's likely going to score 90, 100 plus in a win if he wins. Uh, Plus 475 inside the distance isn't that strong, but some mild finishing equity there. And then just the leverage that you'll probably get against a very popular duplicy so it's a matchup that kind of may not look that competitive either duplicy's bombing on him and and winning by knockout or Brunson's landing takedowns holding duplicy down and, and maybe winning by decision I think the winner can score very well I like the inside the distance line overall really good matchup to target on this slate. All right, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you again for the support. You can follow me on Twitter, Bird Appley, double T, dailyfanmma.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. Best of luck in your contest this week. Take care, stay safe for everyone, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace.